This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. Folks, I like all the uh, old stuff. I'm an old soul. I always have been. Always have been. I've had this uh, greaser haircut since I was about 25. That's when I decided I was an old soul. So uh, I copied it actually from a photograph of my paternal grandfather, Louis Gold. And there was a photo of him when he was 18, 19 years old. He had this cool greaser cut. And I modeled it off him. I'm a quarter Japanese and I have Japanese hair. It's straight. So if I don't have anything in my hair, it looks like I work at a Chinese restaurant, like a line cook at a Chinese restaurant with sort of the puffy black hair that goes straight forward. Of course, now it's salt and pepper. Uh, that happened over the last few years. But, um, but yeah, so I, I have only limited options. with my. I can have my head shaved, which doesn't work because I have big ears. Uh, or I could have my hair long and a ponytail, which I had for many years, but I don't like it. I don't like the long hair. Or um, it could be kind of a short, messy flat top or this. This is pretty much it. So I went with this one. And uh, when it's cut nice, I got to get a haircut actually tomorrow. When it's cut nice, it uh, it works well, folks. It, it's brandable too. It's brandable because uh, I, I had this before the hipsters started getting this haircut. So so anyway, right, so we're in the middle. I'm free, I listen to all these true crime shows. So I've got this idea because I like all this old stuff. I like uh, Rod Sterling, Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, um, you know, Vincent Price, all these sort of old kind of creepy characters. So I got this idea for this true crime thing where I want to tell the stories. I'm not going to give it all away, but I want to tell the stories of all of these butchers throughout history that no one has actually labeled as butchers so some of these eugenicists coming out of harvard back in the late 1800s early 1900s howard scott you know the founder of technocracy all the way up to people like ray kurzweil you know sort of the 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 modern popularizer of singularity the merger of man and machine peter thiel elon musk so taking each of these and making sort of a true crime episode out of them but instead of just live commentary i'm going to do it like a first 48 uh with music and sound effects and different voices um uh and tell the story in like a mini documentary form and actually show the real butchers, you know, as people are fascinated by these serial killers that kill four people. Uh, okay, I've got Bill Gates over here who literally uh, has killed millions of people. So I think we can take this 
and figure out how to package it and get it into the true crime genre. So I started uh, recording a demo. Uh, I've got a new, um, I, I have a Adobe suite. So I use Photoshop, Illustrator. I use Premiere for video editing. And I've never used Audition. I usually edit in a program called Audacity. I've just been doing it for years. So I decided I wanted to switch over to Audition because you can do a lot more with it. So I decided the last couple of days in between hanging out with my mom, I was going to learn Audition. So I've been playing around with that. And I decided, let me make a demo of this true crime show. And it's coming out really good. I started off with uh, Peter Thiel. And I decided... Uh, I'm actually going to roll it back, and I think the first one is going to be on the Sidney Gottlieb, the MK Ultra CIA chemist, right? And so I, I've got a very unique, unique way we're doing it, where you set up this person as sort of a pillar of the community, and then you slowly lift the veil and open the curtain and show the monster behind the curtain. And I have to figure out, uh, using the same model, the same psychology that true crime uses, because if I turn the listener into the victim, it might actually turn people off. So I have to figure out a way that this is going to work. But I think it opens us up to a new genre instead of just talking to folks that are interested in uh, what we're discussing here. Okay, and, and this is very difficult because I had to pigeonhole myself into this news commentary. That's really all we fit into. You have to pick a category. Um, through the podcast syndicators. And just like Mike Moore with the Thomas Paine podcast, he's news commentary. I don't really cover the news, so I'm not news commentary. And But but that's what I had to choose in order to pick a category. So I'm thinking of creating this true crime series. Now, this would be highly produced. So it would take me several hours to write it because it's almost going to be done like a radio play so to write it then record it and put it all together might be a 10 12 hour process if i if i can streamline it which i'm hoping to do so i'd basically put out two of these shows a week would be the ultimate goal in the beginning it would be one a week and so most of the true crime is about one hour episodes so i would do a one hour episode and then i talked to my buddy steve jeffrey who would be great at this that we will then do a one-hour commentary uh, like a non-scripted commentary on that particular episode where steve could ask me questions stuff that i didn't include because with one hour you got to get right to the point uh, and then we'll do the one-hour commentary show and this will be released on a separate channel which I'll tell you guys what that's going to be soon. I already started setting it up. I've got the name. I think I've got the branding down. I think it's going to be fun. So I'm hoping to have a demo done, the first show, probably within uh, a couple of weeks because I want to get it right. And then once I have the formula, I'll follow that formula and we'll release uh, one of those a week in the beginning and then move up to two a week um, and try to push that out and reach people that listen to true crime because as far as i'm concerned based on the i listened to probably pieces of 16 or 17 shows based on the 16 or 17 shows i listened to this is a better show now obviously i know in this world that things don't seem as they appear all right so a lot of these other folks they are owned by different producers and publishers and they're pushed out there and they're elevated just like influencers in our space so to think you're going to create a show and just because it's better it's more intriguing it's got better information it's produced better all of a sudden you're going to go viral and it's going to be the hottest thing it's just not true 
And because we're obviously not sold out, we don't have a big publisher or producer behind us, we have to do it on our own. But I think it could pick up traction. So it's sort of a true crime mystery meets Black Mirror. And then hopefully folks that listen to it will start to realize that the real serial murderers, the ones that matter, are in positions of power globally from the bankers, the elected officials, the CEOs, the bigwig scientists, the celebrities, the entertainers, all part of the real serial killing. All right. Talk about killing three people. These folks are working towards engineering humanity out of existence. So look out for that, folks. We're going to be doing that. And then uh, also I've got a bunch of guests slated for this show that are going to be coming up soon. We're going to mix those in between the rest of this Ted Kaczynski stuff. Uh, which I have to finish getting through. I actually was having a conversation with some folks over the last couple of days who were fascinated by this. Uh, they had not read Industrial Society its Future, but they were aware of it. And I actually told them what exactly was in it. And it talks about genetic modification and all these things that we're seeing happen now. And they were quite, uh, quite fascinated. So hopefully they will listen to the show. So we're going to get through this Kaczynski stuff. We're about to get into the MK Ultra side of this and what henry murray ted's professor at harvard going back to 1958 was doing his ties to intelligence i found some more information that shows harvard receiving cia money and then once we get through this we are going to do i believe i'm going to do cycle of civilizations and i'm going to just show you how civilizations you know basically start with freedom they grow into tyranny they collapse they go back to freedom and the reason why i want to point this out to you through dr stephen tainter's speech is because there's folks reaching out to me going listen even if we break away and we move to a homestead then all of a sudden our kids are going to do this the government comes in and then eventually it comes back to a technocracy yes that's going to happen but you could be the one who actually breaks the cycle and brings it back to nature uh, bring your family back to nature ground them back in nature and then yeah okay then your kids your grandkids will decide eventually what occurs that's fine but you actually did the responsible thing and you have to understand civilizations are just like life okay they're born we live we die the same with the civilization it's born it lives it goes through its cycle and eventually it dies and that's okay but you don't have to continue to push your family further into the technocracy you could make the clean break bring them back to nature and then let them decide in the future but you did the responsible thing so we're going to be talking um more about that stuff with some of our guests i've got dan Golvach, good friend of mine he wants to come back on now that we had a couple of the religious conversations with dana and with mark from pain.tv slash gold and then i've got some uh, pastors uh, not connected to the pain.tv platform that are going to come on as well so we've got a lot of interesting stuff wide awake jim's going to come back he's ready to schedule three more episodes as you know he's going through his hundreds of pages of documents from the bank for international settlements international monetary fund the united nations world economic forum and then i've got a whole another series on uh peter Thiel. 
ready to go with a bunch of new research that I have put together. So, folks, when we come back from this short break, we're going to jump right back into the Atlantic.com piece on uh, Ted Kaczynski. We're going to try to finish that up today so I can move forward into the MK Ultra aspect and show you all the different connections all right, that we put together between our past research here on the show and exactly what is, um, you know, what has come out over the years, stuff researchers have missed, and how we can start to connect a lot of these dots. And then we'll explain why this all matters to you or why it should matter to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dust Gold with the Dust Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, we're back at theatlantic.com, and we're going to pick back up where we left off in episode 145. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm glad you guys reached out to me on all that vaccine stuff I shared at the beginning of 145. I want to thank you um, for asking me to post the flyer. I put it up at Twitter at Hackable Animal, and I also put it up over at pain.tv slash gold if you guys are interested. That's the flyer we picked up at Willie G's Pediatrician on all of the ingredients in vaccines and the CDC vaccine schedule. You do with it what you so choose, folks. But uh, it was great that we picked that up at a doctor. So thank you for reaching out to me on this. So we're going to pick up here, theatlantic.com. We'll jump right back in where we left off. If you remember, we are in this uh, section here in the article talking about general education and the culture of despair. And this had to do with the history of general education courses in the colleges and universities. So if you haven't listened to 145, I suggest you do so because there's some really fascinating information in there. Uh, Let's pick up. It says, Gen Ed, general education, had more than an intellectual impact, according to a study of Harvard and Radcliffe undergraduates that included Kaczynski's class of 1962, conducted by William G. Perry Jr., the director of the university's Bureau of Study Council. The undergraduate curriculum had a profound impact on the emotions, the attitudes, and even the health of some students. Now, you remember, Kaczynski went to Harvard in 1958, At age 16, graduated in 1962. It goes on to say, according to Perry, intellectual development for Harvard and Radcliffe undergraduates typically encompassed a progression from a simplistic, quote, dualistic, end quote, view of reality to an increasingly relativistic, end quote, contingent, end quote, one. Entering freshmen tend to favor simple over complex solutions and to divide the world into truth and falsehood 
good and bad, friend and foe. Yet in most of their college courses, especially in the social sciences and the humanities, they are taught that truth is relative. Most accept this, but a number cannot. They react against relativism by clinging more fiercely to an absolute view of the world. To some of these students, in Perry's words, quote, science and mathematics still seem to offer hope, end quote. Nevertheless, Perry wrote, quote, regression into dualism, end quote, is not a happy development for it, quote, calls for an enemy, end quote. Dualists in a relativistic environment tend to see themselves as surrounded. They become increasingly lonely and alienated. This attitude, quote, requires an equally absolutistic rejection of any establishment and can call forth in its defense hate, projection, and denial of all distinctions but one, end quote, Perry wrote. Quote, the tendency is toward paranoia, end quote. As is evident in his writings, Kaczynski rejected the complexity and relativism he found in the humanities and the social sciences. He embraced both the dualistic cognitive style of mathematics and general education's anti-technology message. And perhaps most importantly, he absorbed the message of positivism, which demanded value-neutral reasoning and preached that as Kaczynski would later express in his journal, quote, there was no logical justification for morality, end quote. And, and as I've, I pointed out here before, the reason why I wasn't stopping and commenting on all of this, I pointed out before, it, this is um, a philosophical discussion that I would eventually like to have. Unfortunately, to me, there's not, um, there's not really a true answer here because you're going to put... You're going to be talking about this idea of having uh, a societal culture under the banner, let's say in the United States, under the banner American flag, or whether or not that's just propaganda pushed upon you by the governmental system to drive you into the system, to make you part of the society. And some people want this. If you step away and you say you don't have this, well, then what actually bonds us together? What keeps us together? Uh, which I think you need in a society like this. But if we're actually all broken up into small homesteads, each living on a thousand acres, do you really need that? Again, it, it's a philosophical conversation. And I don't want to start bringing all that in because it's going to confuse. I think it will confuse everything else. And it's a conversation that would be better for me to have with a guest. Uh, rather than me uh, preach to you my beliefs on this. And um, I consider myself to be a pretty nuanced guy. I've changed a lot over the last 10 years. I used to be very rigid in my beliefs. Uh, and I considered myself to be patriotic. I was about defending the country and the Constitution. A lot of that has changed because, in my opinion, based on everything I have read and studied, it, that is just a farce. It's a facade. It's an illusion. Uh, and we are actually living under a worldwide technocracy. And so to even argue the Constitution or restoring America, to me, is actually an exercise in futility. 
Uh, it goes on to say, after he graduated from Harvard, Kaczynski encountered a book by the French philosopher Jacques Ellul, The Technological Society, 1954. Its message was that mankind no longer saw technology as merely a tool, but now pursued its advancement as an end in itself. And uh, I've read that book, and we're going to do some reviews on that in the future. It's The Technological Society by Jacques Ulul. And um, that's a very important thing. Let me just repeat that. It says, its message was that mankind no longer saw technology as merely a tool, but now pursued its advancement as an end in itself. And that's important because I've explained to you with uh, Willie G, my son, he's going to be raised uh, out in nature, but also understanding technology. And technology will be taught to him as a tool, just like a shovel, just like a chainsaw. It's not a way of life, and you definitely don't want to merge with it, nor do you want to have to rely on it. Um, I've talked to several people building homesteads who are saying, listen, we're going to do a wood-burning stove, maybe a wood-burning furnace. So we have it. Now, we'd like to have electricity, but we have the backup. So you're not always relying on electricity. You look at the public utilities, these technologies, I think, as luxuries. Okay, not necessities as luxuries, and then you have the backup so that you can go off the grid or when you're forced to go off the grid because they do a, uh, a power grid shutdown or something, you have the ability to survive because you've already built that into your plan. All right, let's continue. Society served technology, not vice versa. Individuals were valued only insofar as they served this end. Their education and the structure of their institutions were shaped solely for the purpose of technological progress. All right, and that comes right out of uh, Technocracy Incorporated from the 1920s and 1930s that we have reviewed here in great detail. Goes on to say, by the time he encountered Alul Kaczynski, recalled in 1998, quote, I had already developed at least 50% of the ideas of that book on my own. And when I read the book for the first time, I was delighted because I thought, here is someone who is saying what I have already been thinking, end quote. All right, we're going to enter into the next section here, folks. And this is the Murray Experiment. Uh, this is where we're going to get into uh, MK Ultra. It says, perhaps no figure at Harvard at this time better embodied the ongoing war between science and humanism than Henry A. Harry was his nickname, Murray. Henry A. Murray, people call him Harry, a professor in Harvard's Department of Social Relations, which is interesting because uh, there was a Dr. Henry Jekyll. I don't know if you guys know him, right, from the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It was Dr. Henry Jekyll, who's actually referred to as Harry in uh, several of the spinoffs of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It says a wealthy and blue-blooded New Yorker, Murray was both a scientist and a humanist, and he was one of Lewis Mumford's best friends. He feared for the future of civilization in an age of nuclear weapons and advocated implementing the agenda of the World Federalist Association, which called for a single world government. Yes, 
Quite a humanist, folks. The atomic bomb, Murray wrote in a letter to Mumford, quote, is the logical and predictable result of the course we have been madly pursuing for a hundred years, end quote. The choice now facing humanity, he added, was, quote, one world or no world, end quote. Now, this is important, ladies and gentlemen. So you have the World Federalist Association calling for a single world government, right? And this guy, Henry Murray, this professor at Harvard, was advocating for this. Wait until you see what this gentleman was involved with before he was at Harvard here. Now, remember, we're looking at this period, 1958 to 1962, when Ted Kaczynski was at Harvard and they messed with his mind, this guy, Henry Murray. Wait until you see what Henry Murray was actually doing uh, before he was at Harvard and the position he was in inside of our government and was someone who advocated for a world government. All right. I, I mean, is this, is this clear to you? This gentleman is advocating for a world government from inside our government. And you'll see he was at the highest levels of intelligence. Um, it says the choice Oh, here, let's see. Uh, let, let, let's just go back and repeat that. He feared for the future of civilization in an age of nuclear weapons and advocated implementing the agenda of the World Federalist Association, which called for a single world government. The atomic bomb, Murray wrote in a letter to Mumford, quote, is the logical and predictable result of the course we have been madly pursuing for a hundred years, end quote. The choice now facing humanity, he added, was, quote, one world or no world, end quote. Yet, unlike Mumford, Murray maintained a deep faith in science. He saw it as offering a solution by helping to transform the human personality. Quote, the kind of behavior that is required by the present threat, end quote, Murray wrote Mumford, quote, involves transformations of personality such as never occurred quickly in human history, one transformation being that of national man into world man, end quote. Guys, just what I was talking about there uh, when I was talking about chef's table, right? Because of mass communication and travel, we have destroyed our local cultures. And right here, you have this guy, Henry Murray. You're going to see how important he was in our history, talking about transforming men from national men to world men, talking about how we save humanity is to transform the human personality. So we're going to use science to transform humanity, to fit humanity into the new society created by technocracy. Wow. Wow. This is why I go through these articles in full, folks, because you pick up so many details. And there's a lot of people who wrote great articles on this stuff over the years. So many people just brush over it. This is a gold mine. Goes on to say, crucial to achieving this change was learning the secret of successful relationships between people, communities, and nations. And coming to understand these, quote, unusually successful relations, end quote, was the object of Murray's particular research, the interplay between two individuals, which he called the, quote, dyad, end quote, D-Y-A-D. All right, ladies and gentlemen. 
absorb that because it's about to get really wild from this point forward i I mean i can't wait it's like i want to skip ahead but i can't skip ahead i've got to do this in order i've got to lay the foundation for you uh before i show you what this guy was involved with i mean this stuff is going to blow your mind seriously I, i mean honestly i i literally had to wrap duct tape around my head so it wouldn't explode while i was reading this stuff all right when i get back let's try to get through this so i can get to the really really exciting stuff but i'm telling you our government is just so evil folks and i'm not here to bash america government government any government is just so evil wait until you see what this guy henry murray was doing ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dust to go with the dust to gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 